Good morning and welcome to Simply Sports. It's Sunday, January 28th. On today's show, Penske takes its first Rolex 24 at Daytona victory since 1969 and Sinner rallies against Medvedev to win the Australian Open. Plus, the Bills name Joe Brady as their official offensive coordinator, removing his interim tag. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Sports. We start off with a thrilling turn of events at the Rolex 24 at Daytona, where Roger Penske's 54-year losing streak was broken as Felipe Nasr held off two-time defending race winner Tom Blomqvist in the final stretch of the race. This victory marks a significant milestone for Team Penske, their first since restarting their sports car program in 2018. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Abby. So Abby, how significant is this win for Team Penske? This is a monumental victory for Team Penske, David. Their only other overall win at the Rolex came back in 1969, and since then they've been chasing the overall Rolex victory. Penske himself has described this as one of their biggest wins, especially considering the competitiveness of the race. Five of the 10 cars in the top GTP class finished on the lead lap, and Nasr's margin of victory was a mere 0.0861 seconds. Can you tell us more about the winning lineup and their performance? The winning lineup consisted of Felipe Nasr, Dane Cameron, Matt Campbell, and Indianapolis 500 winner Joseph Newgarden. Newgarden, who believes his win at Indy in May earned him a seat in the number seven Porsche 963, modestly credited the win to Porsche and Team Penske. The second Penske Porsche finished fourth. It sounds like it was a close race towards the end. Can you walk us through the final moments? Absolutely. The final 30 minutes were particularly intense. Nasser was trading the lead with Blomqvist, who was driving for reigning IMSA champions Action Express Racing. Blomqvist pitted three laps earlier than Nasser with about 75 minutes remaining and was able to pass Nasser for the lead after Nasser made his own pit stop. However, Nasser regained the lead under caution on the final pit stop with 44 minutes remaining when he beat Blomqvist off pit road. Despite Blomqvist turning the fastest lap of the race 10 minutes later, he couldn't catch Nasser. What does this win mean for Penske, considering his recent achievements in motorsports? This win adds to an already impressive stretch for Penske. In the past eight months, he won a record-extending 19th Indy 500 with New Garden's victory, claimed back-to-back -back NASCAR Cup titles when Ryan Blaney won in November, and celebrated these achievements at industry events. This Rolex 24 win is another feather in his cap. And how did the other teams fare in this race? Cadillac dominated most of the race, but the Ganassi car was eliminated with an engine failure during the overnight stints. Penske took the lead with just under six hours remaining. Nasr passed Jack Aiken on track to take the lead and built a lead of more than four seconds. That was Simply Sports reporter Abby providing us with an in-depth analysis of the recent Rolex 24 at Daytona. Thank you, Abby. Now, let's switch gears to tennis. In a stunning turn of events at the Australian Open men's final, Jonik Sinner made a remarkable comeback from two sets down to defeat Daniil Medvedev. This marks the first career major title for Sinner and an unwanted record for Medvedev, who became the first person in Grand Slam history 
to lose multiple finals after winning the first two sets. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about this match? Absolutely, David. The match was a true test of will and endurance, lasting over three hours and 44 minutes. Medvedev, the third-seeded player, started off strong, quickly gaining a two-set advantage. However, Sinner, the fourth-seeded player, found his footing midway through the final and managed to turn the tide in his favor. What was the turning point for Sinner in this match? Sinner started the match nervously, with Medvedev breaking in the third game. However, as the match progressed, Medvedev's first serve percentage dipped, and he netted 15 unforced errors. Sinner capitalized on this, breaking in the 10th game of the third set. The fourth set followed a similar pattern, with Sinner's level rising while Medvedev's wavered. This led to a deciding set, which Sinner clinched 6-3 to secure his first Grand Slam title. What does this win mean for Sinner and his career? This is a significant milestone for Sinner. He's just the second Italian man to win a Grand Slam, following Adriano Panada's French Open win in 1976. Sinner expressed that he was extremely happy with how he handled adversity on the big stage, and this win will undoubtedly boost his confidence moving forward. And what about Medvedev? This is his third loss in the finals at Melbourne. How is he taking it? Medvedev admitted that fatigue had taken its toll after a marathon tournament in which he played 31 sets, the most of any player at a major. He described this year's Australian Open as by far the most taxing tournament he has ever played. However, he took responsibility for his loss, stating that he needed to win easier matches, but sometimes it's tough. Thanks for the insights, Bella. In other sports news, the Buffalo Bills have announced the promotion of interim offensive coordinator Joe Brady to the full-time position. This move comes after a successful turnaround in 2023 that saw the Bills clinch the AFC East title and make a playoff push. The team made the announcement a week after their season ended with a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Celeste, our correspondent for Simply Sports, is here to discuss this further. Can you tell us more about Joe Brady's journey to this position? Absolutely. Brady was named interim offensive coordinator on November 14th, following the firing of Ken Dorsey. Prior to that, he was hired by the team as quarterbacks coach in 2022, when Dorsey was appointed as the team's coordinator. This was due to Brian DeBall leaving the coordinator position to become head coach of the New York Giants. Brady is the third offensive coordinator that quarterback Josh Allen has worked with in his six-year professional career. It seems like Allen has a good relationship with Brady. Can you tell us more about that? Indeed, during the team's locker room cleanouts, Allen endorsed Brady for the role. He expressed his admiration for Brady's passion for football and the preparation he's put into the role over the last seven to eight weeks. Allen stated that Brady has his vote, indicating a strong working relationship between the two. What impact has Brady had on the team's performance since he took over play calling in week 11? Brady's impact has been significant. Under his leadership, the Bills had the second highest designed rush percentage in the NFL, a stark contrast to their ranking of 26th from weeks 1 to 10. Allen's rushing also increased significantly. The team won six of their final seven games after the change, averaging 380.7 yards and 27 points per game during that stretch. That's quite impressive. What can we expect from the Bills under Brady's full-time leadership? 
Given the team's performance under Brady's interim leadership, we can expect a continued focus on rushing and a dynamic offensive strategy. Brady's relationship with Allen will also be crucial in shaping the team's offensive approach. However, as with any new appointment, there will be challenges, and it will be interesting to see how Brady navigates them. Thanks for the update, Celeste. And speaking of sports, let's shift our focus to the basketball court. In a thrilling double overtime game, the Los Angeles Lakers managed to edge out the Golden State Warriors 145-144, to with LeBron James achieving a career-best 20 rebounds, along with 36 points and 12 assists. This victory came despite Stephen Curry's game-high 46 points. Here to delve deeper into this epic showdown is our correspondent from Simply Sports. Can you tell us more about this game and the performances of these two basketball giants? Absolutely, David. This game was part of the NBA's Rivals Week, and it certainly lived up to the hype. Both LeBron James and Stephen Curry, despite being in the later stages of their careers, put on performances reminiscent of their prime. James' triple-double performance was key to the Lakers' victory, while Curry's 46 points, including 15 in the overtime periods, kept the Warriors in the game till the very end. LeBron James mentioned that this is something he'll be able to talk about with his grandkids. Can you elaborate on the significance of this matchup? Indeed, this game was a testament to the enduring talent and competitiveness of both players. James and Curry have had numerous memorable encounters, including four consecutive NBA Finals. Despite their teams currently not being at the top of the Western Conference, their individual performances reminded everyone of their greatness. It's these moments that define careers and create lasting memories. Can you talk about the impact of this game on the current standing of both teams? This win for the Lakers lifted them to 24 to 23, placing them ninth in the Western Conference, while the Warriors dropped to 19 to 24, sitting at number 12 in the West. Despite the challenging times both teams are facing, the level of competition on the court was top notch. This game, could potentially be a turning point for the Lakers as they embark on a crucial six-game road trip. What were some key moments in the game that led to the Lakers' victory? There were several pivotal moments. Curry's layup with 5.9 seconds remaining in regulation forced the game into overtime. In the second overtime, Curry hit a three-pointer to put the Warriors up by one with just 5.9 seconds to go. However, James, who had missed a potential winning shot at the end of the first overtime, drove on Draymond Green and got fouled, setting up the final free throws that sealed the victory for the Lakers. That was Simply Sports correspondent James with his insights. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Sports. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>